Welcome to Everyday Endeavors, a Christian podcast where we talk about becoming more like Christ in our everyday lives. Regardless of ethnicity, age, or sex, this podcast walks through the various aspects of life, whereby we try to mature like Christ daily. I am your host, Osasri Mafidan, and welcome to Season 2. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Suited Up, a series on the armor of God. You know, I would really come here and go and do, ah, I'm sorry, I haven't been posting, da, 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 da. I'm going to let my actions speak for me. And I, my sorry is sorry. Huh? I apologize. But anyways, in today's episode, I have something that you are going to be interested in. Hmm. I'm, I'm assuming, right? You came back after listening to the last episode, so I'm assuming. Anywho, so in today's episode, we're going to be looking at the first two armor pieces and the revelations that I believe that God has given to me related to them. So we're going to be speaking on the belt of truth. Actually, I should even test you. What are the first armor pieces? Huh? I'm going to give you five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. I think you got it right because we are walking and we're reading the book of Bible. Amen. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. These are two pivotal things, and I'm very excited to actually talk about this. So where does this come from? In Ephesians 6, 14, we see that it says, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. So, what is the belt of truth? Like we're reading this and as we're trying to grow and understand the Bible, some of these concepts, like Paul be given analogy after analogy, sometimes it's like, yeah, just spell it out for me, okay? If it's brown, say it's brown. Mm? Don't say it's brown and be like, it's mud gray and it's, it's underneath. No, just say it's brown. Anyways, so what is the belt of truth? What, is, what, what do these things constitute? And like, what is this specific armor piece and how does it help us win against principalities and rulers like it promised? All right, we're going to get into that. But before we do, I actually want to touch on something called time of evil. So as I was reading Ephesians 6, 13, it said, Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. I was kind of confused because... I was like, what do you mean time of evil? It's giving broad. It's giving, it could be anything. So I kind of did a little research and there were two scholar perspectives. One in which people are saying it's kind of like David and how, because of like the incident with Bathsheba, that was kind of like his big time of evil that really changed the trajectory of his life. And other scholars were saying how it's kind of like everyday situations, everyday attacks that we may face. So I'm like, okay, interesting. I think though, I actually follow more with the latter in the sense that the day of evil does not have to be one specific pivotal day. It could be anything, but it can be any moment, you know, we, any moment that we face opposition from the enemy, a.k.a. spiritual attacks. But God will continue to cover us in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so let's go back to it. So what is the belt of truth and how does it win against principalities and rulers? So the way my brain works is I have to dissect things to put them back together. So I was looking at Google and I was looking at the BibleStudyTool.com and 
This is the definitions that I received from both of those sources. As we're breaking it down, this is what we're breaking down exactly. So right now we're breaking down, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth. So open your Bible, follow with me. So stand your ground, what does that mean? I was like, stand your ground, okay, am I supposed to be firm or something? So basically stand your ground means to not retreat when faced with opposition. Belt. I feel like a lot of people are like, duh, belt. But just, just be coming down there. Belt is material worn around the waist or across the chest to support clothes or carry weapons. And lastly, truth. This has a couple definitions while not having a couple definitions. The truth is Jesus. As a believer in Christ, the truth is Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, it's also It also could be accordance with God's facts, realities, or statements. So anything in the Bible is the truth because God said it. And lastly, something constant. Truth is constant. It's not flexible. It cannot be, it's not easily redefined, if that makes sense. So breaking these things together, how can we put them back together in a way that we can understand and receive revelation from the belt of truth. So when I was thinking, I was like, ah, what is this truth that we're talking about? What is this truth? Why is it so significant? Why is it so powerful that it has to be put with something so, so strong, which is a belt? So I think that the truth has to be accompanied with an unwavering mechanism because it is the truth. Like I said in the definition, truth is something that's constant. It's God's facts, it's realities, it's statements, it's Jesus. And we know that these things are very potent. So as a Christian, we must hold on to these potent realities whole and not apart. So when we're in our everyday battles, the enemy comes for our baseline understanding of the Bible first. Do you ever notice that? Before anything really happens, what you're thinking is, or what the enemy will lie to you is like, oh man, you can't do this assignment, it's too much for you. You're not smart enough. Like you need to pick really smart people so that they can help you and da-da-da-da-da. But then if you go into your word, you know that in our weakness, we're actually strong. So I don't have to be smart to do well in this assignment. So the enemy will come for your baseline understanding of the Bible first. He'll put doubts in your mind that are literally testing whether you know or do not know what the Bible says. Like we read in the Bible that even demons know the Bible. Do you? No, the Bible. Do you know what God has said about you? Do you know what he calls you? Do you know how much he loves you? How much he cares for you? Do you know that everything works out for your good? Do you know that? So when we're going into the battlefield, we must march with a firm understanding of the Bible because it's actually crucial to our ability to stand firm. So now we're seeing the connection between stand your ground and the belt of truth. The belt is something that it's holding the truth, something so potent. It's an unwavering mechanism. It holds it up. It holds it up. So the Bible tells us the truth and that Jesus is the truth. It tells us the truth of who you are, what promises are attached to your salvation, and so much more. And truth is something that secures you in the place of battle, in the place of battle. So do you know these truths? Do you know what the Bible, what God says about you? Are you kind of understanding why it's so significant that we have the belt of truth tied around us at all times? So listening to all of this, I hope you're kind of picking up on a theme here and it's kind of understanding, right? There's a significance in reading your Bible. So if you're ever thinking like, oh man, the like... (sighs) 
the armor of God is great and all the sorcery, but man, like what are practical steps that I can apply in my life to really foster and utilize these armor pieces? And here's the first one. Read your Bible. <laughs> Read your Bible. Read the word. Understand it for yourself, not through someone else's understanding or something like not your pastor, although it's a great way to understand it a little bit. But you still need that personal time with God because God seeks for a relationship with us and our religion. So reading your Bible, right? The belt being tied to us actually represents how the word should be tied around us at all times. I actually went to, so I, I work during the summer and I work with kids. So I had the privilege of taking them to um, the museum and we went to this art, like artifact place or whatever. And we went through like, like medieval time and I was able to see like different armor pieces and that, like the description. So what I realized is like, I mean, kind of duh, but still the armor is used to hold the belt, excuse me, the belt is used to hold weapons and having the belt actually helps us to hold on to the other five armor pieces. Having the belt helps you, I mean, not <laughs> follow me. Having the belt helps you to hold on to peace. Even though it says a shoe is okay. It helps you hold on to peace. Having the belt helps you to hold on to your faith. If you don't understand what the Bible says about faith in Hebrews, you're going to be very confused, babe. <laughs> you're going to be like, I should be able to see everything right now. Why can I not see God moving in my life? It's giving messy. It's giving, I don't want to be here. But understanding what faith is, you're able to walk in places that make no sense and trust that God will do what he said he will do. Right? Having, tr having trust. It will, I said trust. Having truth. Having truth helps you to hold on to your salvation. Like, do you know what Jesus did on the cross for you? Do you understand the price that he paid for us? Do you know the benefits that come from walking in relationship with God? And lastly, having truth for the last um, spiritual armor piece, the sword of the spirit, is literally the word of God. So if you don't have the truth from the Bible, it's going to be hard to understand the word of God because they're one and the same. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when I was listening, when I was writing this down and I was kind of brainstorming, okay, belt of truth, breaking it down, putting it together. I was like, why is the belt of truth first? Why is it the first thing that comes out? Because, you know, I believe that everything in the Bible is put in the order that it's supposed to be. And there is no mistake. So it's kind of like, what's going on here? Why are you first? So as I was thinking about it and I was like kind of asking the Holy Spirit for wisdom. I think the belt of truth is the foundation of all the pieces like I just described. That everything else literally sits on top of the belt. And it's very important that we utilize that i know some people here are gonna want to be like okay the belt of truth is cool but i'd rather run straight to the sword of the spirit it's like calm down let's get the foundation first and then you know build on top of that okay so those are the little pieces of revelations that i believe that i received from the holy spirit and i pray that that was edifying to you so let's go on to the next <laughs> Are you suffering from spiritual attacks? Everyday endeavors suggest to you the armor of God. Where putting on every armor piece actually solves your problems.
All right, all right, okay. I am back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So now, we're going to go into the breastplate of God's righteousness. And again, we're going to break it down and then build it back up together. So let's let's go through it. What is a breastplate? You know, some versions uh, on the Bible say breastplate. Others say body armor. I kind of like breastplate. You understand why later. So what is a breastplate? A breastplate is something that covers the chest. It is a covering of the chest. And what is God's righteousness? God's righteousness is the ability to be in right standing with God, or better said, the privilege of being in right standing with God. That we are now in a right and, in, excuse me, we are now in a right and new relationship with him. So let me give you a little background about righteousness because some people understand it, some people don't. I think a couple of months ago, I was kind of confused. I'm like, what is the body armor of God's righteousness? Hmm. More, what is righteousness? I didn't kind of understand it. So let me give you a quick background. So this is before Jesus and what he did on the cross. So before that, our righteousness, when you look in the Old Testament, our righteousness was filthy. It was like filthy rags. And our human acts of good were tainted by the flesh. So our self-ambition, our greed, our recognition, so many other things. So when God was looking at us, all he could see was dirt. Like it was just dirty. It was sinful. He didn't like it. It wasn't pleasing onto him. So God knew that for us to come back into contact and relationship with him, he had to send something, someone to atone for our unrighteousness or immorality somehow. So how do he do this? How did he do this? So God actually sent someone who he knew to be perfect without sin to die in our place. I wonder if you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about Jesus. So he sent his only son to actually die in our place, which means that our sins were actually leading us somewhere. They were leading us to hell. But Jesus went there instead, not to die and live there, but actually to snatch the powers of hell, death and the grave from the devil. Reference Hebrews 2, 14. So what he did on that cross actually set us, it provided us with a form, a, a significant form of freedom. Jesus' death and resurrection gave us a ticket to be righteous. Then now when God looks at us, he does not see our sin, but he actually sees us the way he saw his perfect and spotless son, Jesus. He sees us clean. He sees us as, as if we're wearing white and we're just <laughs> spotless. So that's where, like, really and truly where this concept of righteousness comes from and the privilege of having it. Because if not for righteousness, we wouldn't be able to stand <laughs> in close proximity to God at all. Without righteousness, we wouldn't be able to pray to him the way that we do now. There's this joke I tell my friend. And... It's like, if Jesus didn't do what he did on the cross, I would have to call, <laughs> I would have to call my friend and be like, ah, Chiamaka, do you have lamb for me? <laughs> do you have a spotless lamb for me that I can use to atone for my family's sin? And she's like, nah, me, I don't have. Ah, my sister sinned. We have to go and use it for her. Like, can you imagine that type of reality, walking in that way every single day of your life, scared that if you don't clean up your sin yourself, you're going to hell. That to me is unbelievable. I can't even. I cannot. So I'm so grateful for what Jesus did on the cross for me. It's a privilege and it's an honor. And I'm able to 
talk to God and pray to God wherever I am in this world. I'm able to cry unto him. I'm able to be vulnerable and be honest. And he doesn't, mm, look at this one. Why is she talking to me? No, he's like, I want to talk to you forever. Like, <laughs> speak to me, you know? And he wants to, and he wants to hear your voice. So I really employ everyone here today listening, speak to God because your voice is valuable and he really wants to hear you. But that's kind of righteousness in a shell, like in a nutshell, with the understanding that I have thus far. That's what I understand about it and what most people understand as well. So now let's kind of go into the revelation aspect of the breastplate of righteousness and what I think this this is trying to portray to us. And what Paul, what the Holy Spirit through Paul was trying to portray to us. All right. So the scripture of having righteousness as a breastplate, it does a couple things. One, it's actually a powerful protection from the condemnation or which is sentence of punishment that the devil provides to us when we sin, if we sin. So the breastplate is a protective tool, right? So the breastplate is a protective tool that actually protects us from anything that goes against our righteousness, which is condemnation. And the Bible says that I'm no longer a slave to sin. Me and sin, we don't know each other. Me and condemnation, I don't know her. She doesn't know me. You get? <laughs> so that's the first thing. It's a powerful protective, protective shield, if you may, from condemnation. And again, condemnation is a sentence of punishment. And number two, it actually protects us. It protects the heart from said condemnation. This is kind of a subset. It protects the heart from said condemnation to live in the peace of what God did for us in the cross. What condemnation will do is it will try so hard to make you feel like you're unworthy. It will make you, it will make you feel like I have no right to speak to the Father. I have sinned. I am no good. God's going to throw me in the garbage. That's that. But what righteousness does is the same thing that kind of um, the prodigal son had to go through. That when he went back to his father expecting to be a slave, his father said, absolutely not. My son is back. He wrapped his armor. It was just beautiful. So in the same way, in a comparison, if I may, the breastplate is kind of that understanding that you and God are good. It protects you. It, the breastplate is what makes you a child of God, not, and follow me here, a child of God and not the slave. As a part of the son, he said, okay, I think that if I go back, I'm going to be a slave. I'm unworthy, whatever, whatever. But the breastplate is a protective tool in the sense that it makes you go back to God. It makes you be able to go back to God knowing that, you know what, I'm okay. And I'm in right standing with the father. Okay, so those are kind of the first two things that kind of came to mind as I was doing this. I also want to talk quickly about, and this is a little, it's a little tough. I want to talk about Jesus and what he did on the cross. So when we believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again, we get the gift of righteousness, you know, to be in right standing with God, as I've been saying. If you leave with anything today, know that righteousness means to be in right standing with God. <laughs> But the problem is not everyone stands in this knowledge, which goes back to the belt of truth. If you don't understand, if you don't know the truth of what the Bible says, not everyone stands in this knowledge, meaning that they don't know who they are in Christ. And when the enemy comes for them, when the enemy comes for their baseline understanding of the Bible, they crumble because they don't understand a, a significant truth of our relationship with God, which is we are saved. We have salvation. We are good. <laughs> in the sense that 
you can speak to God, you can be honest with God, you can be vulnerable with God, and there's nothing that can separate you from Him, right? So I just want to speak to anyone here right now who feels like you are condemned and you, what you've done, your past, it's tainted how God sees you. That is a lie from the enemy. That is a lie from the enemy. When God sees you, he sees you as spotless. When God sees you, all he has for you is love. He wants to wrap. He just loves you so much. So don't walk in condemnation that you're no good anymore, that I haven't read my Bible in two days or three days, or I didn't do what he said. Yes, you have to repent, but it doesn't mean that you're discarded of. God still loves you and he will always love you. So it's very important that we understand, the again, the belt of truth. When you understand the truth of what the Bible says about you, you're able to hold on to your righteousness. You're able to hold on to the knowledge of your righteousness. Excuse me. Okay. So now if you're really like, okay, Osasra, I'm taking notes, but I kind of don't understand what you're talking about. I'm going to give you a plain rundown. So what is the belt? Or excuse me, what is the breastplate of God's righteousness? The breastplate of God's righteousness is a protective, it's a protective shield that protects a vital organ that when dead, life stops. I'll repeat that. The breastplate is a protective tool and God's righteousness is like a vital organ that when dead, life stops. So God's righteousness makes us right with him. And when, we, when he looks at us, we are clean and perfect. God's righteousness covers our hearts from the devil's condemnation so that we're able to walk in fellowship with him in confidence. When we don't have on the breastplate of God's righteousness, we are vulnerable to a very vital organ that we have in us. It's our heart. I want to use that analogy. It's our heart. In the sense that if our heart is shot, and this is why it's the breastplate, you know what I'm saying? It covers the breast area, which is the the, the heart area. <laughs> and I believe that's why Paul used that analogy. In the sense that we have to protect our heart. We have to protect the truth of God's righteousness within us. Because once we start doubting that, problems arise. Before you even go into the next phase of, whatever battle is already difficult to win because you don't even understand the righteousness concept. So it protects a vital organ. Understanding God's righteousness for yourself is very important. And I implore that you do the own, you do your own research and you understand it so that you can walk confidently in that truth and not fall into any stupid lie that the enemy might present to you. Does that make sense? Again, to give you a practical tip, when we're looking at the breastplate of God's righteousness, we can see how it's so correlated with the belt of truth. And I was like, why do they come together? Because when we're looking at the belt of truth and the breastplate, there is a reason why the Holy Spirit, through Paul, put both the belt of truth and the breastplate, breastplate, the breastplate of righteousness together. You need the truth and it has to trickle in and it has to also saturate that breastplate of God's righteousness. Literally, the belt is what holds up that breastplate if you're looking at an armor piece. So again, a practical step, read your Bible. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. I will not sit here and say, ah, you can do this thing without reading your Bible. Impossible. It's not possible. It's actually not possible. So open that book 
uh, that sacred book, open it, read it, take notes, highlight, ask questions from the right sources and just, ah, just do what you got to do, babes, to understand that book. Watch sermons online about God's righteousness. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. Okay. All right. So that is this week's episode. We talked about the belt of truth. We talked about the breastplate of God's righteousness. We talked about some revelations, and I really hope that that edified you. I hope that you're able to take this and actually use it in your everyday lives. This battle is not a joke. This battle is difficult. And when we step into adulthood, or as we're already in adulthood, as we continue to walk in adulthood, they're going to get fiercer. And I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-mm-mm. I'm not going to lie. So you need to, we need to understand this concept. We need to hold on to this concept so that when we're dealing with the battles of life, we will not fall. Although we are victorious, how we get to that victory can be prolonged if we don't know what we're doing. So I pray, I pray, I pray. Heavenly Father, please help your children. Help me. I pray that we're able to walk in these truths. I pray that we're able to really put on the belt of truth, as it says in Ephesians. Put on the belt of truth as if you are tying it around your waist. As if you are tying around the word of the Lord around your waist everywhere you go. That like, mm, you just you just take out a word. You know, like the, the belts that have like the pocket thinkies, like policemen, when they're, they have like their gun on this side, they have their whatever. When you're attacked, you just uh, pull it out, pull it out. <laughs> and you're able to attack, you have accessibility. So I think even a challenge for us this week is we need to memorize scripture. I need to memorize scripture that when I'm upset or I'm sad, that I'm able to recite things that will edify my soul and my spirit man and set me straight, genuinely. And also, I pray that we're able to walk in God's righteousness and not be swayed by any stupid lie. When I came into a relationship with God, I was definitely questioning my salvation and I was definitely questioning my righteousness. I didn't even understand what righteousness was until recently. Not recently, maybe a year ago. But still, that's a really long time. Mm-mm. Problematic. So yeah, no, please understand what righteousness is for you. Understand that the core, authentic, real, unedited, un like, you know what I mean? Unfixed. Like, it's a fixed thing. Righteousness is a fixed concept. Understand that. But then also have God reveal to your own personal or his personal attribution to you specifically. Okay, I don't want you to think that this Bible is about you. It's not. Mm-mm. It's about Jesus. Okay. What is this week's recommendation? This week's, it will, this week's recommendation. This week's recommendation is very simple. It's never been recommended here before. It's actually a foreign phenomenon. It's a concept so foreign that like it's going to take you three years to fully comprehend, to fully saturate and to fully put into action. This week's recommendation is reading the word. (laughs) Read your Bible, guys. If you do anything, take a note of how many times you read the Bible kind of see what you're doing because sometimes you have to see that dang i only read the bible two times this week for it to hit you hard so take a note how many times did i read the bible and don't read the bible to read the bible read the bible to understand it before you open that book pray say heavenly father i need the holy spirit to speak through you in this book i need revelation and i know that you will give it to me you asked you said that if we ask for wisdom you always provide without limit so god i need your help pray and ask and see what God does for you. 
But yes, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Don't forget to follow this podcast. Follow the podcast, please. Don't forget to follow this podcast and share this episode if it was edifying to you in any way. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I pray that you learn something new about God and are able to apply it into your everyday lives. Now go, live out your life as a creation of God in your everyday endeavors. (laughs) See you guys later. Here are some bloopers from this episode. Empower me, God, because I need you. Empower me, God, because I need you. You know what? I can get my phone myself because I'm an able-bodied person, per. (gasps) Why am I nervous? God only knows what you've been through. Annie, is this still working? I was talking smack about you earlier. (laughs) (sighs) Not me trying to get content for the socials. Please cut it. Like, pause it. Don't cancel it. Emmanuel, please, huh? I've been talking for the past 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, I have to use my frontal cortex. People are talking right now. It's confusing.